The 14th century English mystic Julian of Norwich has been talked about by people in many different ways, but first and foremost, she's the author of an extraordinary text, The Revelations, which is the earliest known text authored by a woman in English. Personally, she has been a friend and companion in my Christian life for over 30 years. I'm the Reverend David Simmons, Episcopal priest and oblate in the Order of Julian of Norwich. Thank you for joining me as we read and pray through the works of this extraordinary woman of faith and explore what she has to teach us about God's love. Hi there, and welcome to Love Was His Meaning, Reading and Praying with Julian of Norwich, and we are up to chapter 62 today. Let us begin with the little office, which is linked to in the description. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Let us say together Psalm 91. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High abides under the shadow of the Almighty. He shall say to the Lord, you are my refuge and my stronghold, my God in whom I put my trust. He shall deliver you from the snare of the hunter and from the deadly pestilence. He shall cover you with his pinions, and you shall find refuge under his wings. His faithfulness shall be a shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of any terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, of the plague that stalks in the darkness, nor of the sickness that lays waste at midday. A thousand shall fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Your eyes have only to behold to see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord your refuge, and the Most High your habitation, there shall no evil happen to you, neither shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you, to keep you in all your ways. They shall bear you in their hands, lest you dash your foot against a stone." You shall tread upon the lion and the adder. You shall trample the young lion and the serpent under your feet. Because he is bound to me in love, therefore will I deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I am with him in trouble. I will rescue him and bring him to honor. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray together a prayer of Julian. God, of your goodness, give me yourself, for you are enough to me, and I can ask nothing that is less that can be full honor to you, and if I ask anything that is less, I shall always be in want, for only in you have I all. Amen. Well, here we are in chapter 62. Uh, we are still, um, this is kind of the, the ending portion of this really intense meditation on God as mother. And she's drawing some of those, uh, some of those, uh, the, the ideas out of that into this kind of summation chapter. At this time, he showed our frailty and our failings, our betrayals and our denials, our despisings and our burdens, and all our woes to whatever extent they could befall us in this life, as it seemed to me. And along with that, he showed his blessed power, his blessed wisdom, 
his blessed love, in which he keeps us in these difficult times just as tenderly and as sweetly for his honor, and as surely for our salvation as he does when we are in the most solace and comfort. To do that, he raises us spiritually and nobly into heaven, and transforms all our woe into honor and our joy without end. His love never permits us to lose opportunity. And all of this is from the natural goodness of God, by the working of grace. God is natural in his very being, that is to say, that goodness which is of nature, it is God. He is the ground, he is the essence, he is the same thing as nature, and he is true father and true mother of human nature. All nature that he has caused to flow out of him to accomplish his will shall be returned and brought again into him by the salvation of man through the working of grace. For of all natures that he has placed partially in various created things, only in man is all the whole in fullness, in strength, in beauty, and in goodness, in majesty and nobility, in all manners of solemnity, of preciousness, and of honor. Here we can see that we are fully bound to God because of our human nature, and we are also fully bound to God because of grace. Here we can see that we need not intensely search far away to discover the different species, but only as far as Holy Church, into our mother's breast, that is to say, into our own soul, where the Lord dwells, and there we shall find everything, now in faith and insight, and afterward, truly in himself clearly in bliss. But let no man or woman take this exclusively to himself, for it is not so, it is universal. For it was our precious mother Christ for whom this fair human nature was prepared, for the honor and nobility of man's creation, and for the joy and the bliss of man's salvation, just as he understood, knew, and recognized from without beginning. So I wanted to, right at the beginning of this chapter, I'm going to do something that I may regret, which is I'm going to attempt to read a little bit of Middle English from the original here. I, I, I am fully aware that anybody out there who has done any serious study of Middle English is going to have some problems with my pronunciation, but I'm going to give it a try, because I actually think the, the opening of this chapter is particularly beautiful. For in that time he showed our frailty and our falling, our breakings and our nottings, our dispits and our outcastings, and all our woe, as far forth as me thought that it might follow in this life." And there's, you know, the, the, the translational choices that various modern English has to make uh, with particular words um, is, as uh, the translator John Julian of this says, it's the work of a lonely acrobat. You make, you make choices and nobody is ever really happy with the choices you make. But there's one in here that I find particularly interesting, this, this knottings, you know, our knottings, our humiliations is, is the way that, Watkin, uh, that uh, Watson and Jenkins uh, translates this. Um, but this idea of knottings, uh, another um, book I read, the uh, Sarah talks about this being, uh, you know, this is the base, same base root as naughtiness, you know, in, in our modern English. So all of those things get seen and all those things get put up against the glory of God and all of those things are put away. I also like that word outcastings, uh, all of the things that we, um, that we, uh, things that are times of being despised and cast out, uh, all of those things are um, things that she saw 
and put up against the the glory of God and seen not to be as big a thing as one might think it is. To do this, um, to do this, to turn this all into honor and salvation, he raises us spiritually and nobly into heaven and transforms all our woe into his honor and our joy without end. There's my title for the, from Shakespeare in, the, in the, the title today. His love never permits us to lose opportunity. And this is a, a weird uh, phrase to, to, to translate. His love never permits us to lose opportunity. Um, various translators go at this different ways. Um, but it, the essence seems to be that his love never permits us to lose time in in relationship to our um, uh, in relationship to our salvation. It's it's the economy of God is perfect. It takes everything into account, and nothing is left over. Uh, even the time that we think we're completely wasting, God is turning into God's honor and our um, and grace for us. Um, and then. There's a whole bunch of talk about the na- about nature, and the word in the Middle English is kind. And once again, modern translators are trying to to, to get a, a concept that's a little bit different in Middle English. I'm going to read from Barry Windiet here um, for his translation. God is the ground; He is the substance; He is the same thing as kind nature, and He is true Father and true Mother of nature, and all the kinds of nature which He has made flow from him to work his will, shall be restored and brought back with him again by the salvation of man through the workings of grace. So there's this idea that Julian is giving us here, uh, that all of nature has caused to flow out of him, shall be returned and brought again unto him. And this is not kind of a panentheism, that the idea that God is distributed in nature. For Julian, it's the idea that all of nature is something that flows out of God. That 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 the um, the goodness, especially the goodness of nature, is something that that flows out of that natural goodness of God, and so therefore it's almost a breath out and a breath in is the way that she's she's explaining it here, and that that breath in um, is humanity's salvation because she she definitely and we can we can quibble with uh, the the way that she's. Uh, she puts it here, but the idea, only in man is the fullness and strength and beauty and an honor and majesty and nobility, all manner of solemnity, of preciousness and of honor. Um, you're almost back to Shakespeare again about what kind of, you know, it, what is man? Um, but the idea of um, that all of nature uh, comes from God. And when in the salvific process of Jesus coming to earth, of being human, and of, of, of bringing us back to God, that will draw all of nature back with it it's, uh, as well. So it, it puts us at the pinnacle, which can be problematic, especially when you're talking about issues of, of ecology and stuff like that. But it, it also makes the point that we're part of that, that even if we're at the pinnacle, we're just the point that God is, is grabbing to pull back. Um, so it's it's not that we set we're set apart from nature or that we are different than nature. We're all in the same boat together, and and God is is by through our redemption is redeeming the entire world. Um, and then she says, here we can see that we need not intensely search far away to discover the different species, but only as far as Holy Church. Uh, into our mother's breast, that is to say, into our own soul. Uh, she's doing all this recursive stuff of when we talk about our mother, uh, Jesus, and then we're talking about our own soul because there's a part of us that is wanted and is never separated from Jesus. So she uses this cyclical um, idea all the time of, of 
Jesus being in us and us being in Jesus, and part of us being wanted to Jesus and never, ever taken apart. Um, but we don't have to look that far. You know, you don't have to travel to the ends of the earth to figure this out, she's saying. It's, it's there in the teachings of the church. Um, as imperfect, as I talked about last week, as imperfect and as difficult as the institution of the church can be, the witness of the entire universal church together uh, is where that can be found, uh, and the, the, because it points ultimately to Jesus. Um, and then she kind of finishes up uh, her last thing here with, but let no man or woman, and she uses both those terms. We have to remember that's kind of unusual. Usually, most of the time, in most of her writings and in most writings of the time, you just would have said men and most people would have said both. But she is specifically writing, let no man or woman take this exclusively to himself, for it is not so. It is universal. So this is not some sort of secret knowledge that she is imparting um, uh, that that is... Uh, one person can take and say, well, this, this is who I am and you are not other. She's saying this is universal. Um, this, this vision that she's been given is a vision for the entire church and indeed for all of humanity. Let's continue with the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, he was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. Amen. I ask your prayers for those on our parish prayer list and for the people of Ukraine. I bid your prayers at this time. Let's join together in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sin, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Let us pray. Most holy Lord, the ground of our beseeching, who through your servant St. Julian revealed the wonder of your love, Grant that as we are created in your nature and restored by your grace, our wills may be so made one with yours that we may come to see you face to face and gaze on you forever. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for joining me for Love Was His Meaning today. Um, until the next time we see you, take care of yourselves and uh, God bless. Thank you for joining me for Love Was His Meaning today. This podcast is generally available once a week on Thursday. The text of Julian's Revelations used in this podcast is The Complete Julian by Father John Julian Swanson OJN and is used by permission of the Order of Julian of Norwich. The theme music is Julian of Norwich by Bombadil and is used under license.